You're listening to Expanding Horizons, the podcast of the Unitarian Church of South Australia, a home of progressive spirituality and free religious thought and action since 1854. The views expressed in these podcasts are those of the speaker and are not intended to represent the position of the church itself or of the worldwide Unitarian Universalist movement. For more information, visit unitariansa.org.au. together as a community to leave behind our troubles and concerns for a while. A particularly wonderful service today, one that we try and have every year, an interfaith service. So we'll hear from some different people today. Everyone is welcome here, no matter what sexuality, ethnicity, background, gender. And we really do mean that. We realise that we're not perfect but everyone has the capacity to love, and that love can be expressed in different ways. That's part of the underlying theme of today. We celebrate that we've been here in South Australia since 1854, and we acknowledge that we meet on the traditional lands of the Ghana people. We respect their elders past and present. I'll just briefly mention that people can make a financial contribution afterwards if they wish, either cash or tap and pay. But mainly, we're glad that you're here. And now, some music from Brendan and Grant. services to light a candle on a chalice and of course this can represent many things but is commonly taken to represent the human spirit. As I light that candle today I read from the words of Mahatma Gandhi. For me the different religions are beautiful flowers from the same garden or they're branches of the same majestic tree. Therefore they're equally true though being received and interpreted through human instruments, equally imperfect. And now uh, there's a poem which Christine will read. What if? What if our religion was each other? What if our practice was our life? If prayer was our words? What if the temple was the earth? If forest was our church? or holy water 
the rivers, lakes, and ocean? What if meditation was our relationships? If the teacher was life? If wisdom was self-knowledge? If love was the center of our being? Thanks, Christine. Another part of our Unitarian service is the lighting of candles to represent different joys and concerns that we may feel today, personal feelings which we are willing to share with others just at this moment. I'll light the, the first candle and express some joy, especially at seeing some of my friends that I'm familiar with from the Multi-Faith Association, with which I had a long association. I think it's really valuable work getting together with people of different beliefs, getting to know each other. Would anyone like to share anything? Well, I will then light a, a final candle to represent those joys and concerns which we're not sharing just at the moment. And following that, I invite you to pray or at least contemplate these words. We share this one earth under the same sky. We have all suffered. We're all healing. We share a common destiny. Let us be conscious of the unity of humanity, no matter the illusions of separateness, no matter the illusions of one being better than another, of our tribe being better than their tribe. May we have the compassion to see each person as a unique individual in the sea of humanity and all of humanity in each person. May it be so. May it be so. May it be so. And now I'll invite Jenny to come up and give us a, a reading from the American philosopher Dr. Cornel West. For a lot of folk who've lost faith in God, it's a very healthy thing because the God they lost faith in was probably an idol anyway. The challenge becomes, are you still open enough and vulnerable enough in your soul to be open to something bigger than you that's connected to a love and justice, to honesty, decency and integrity? Secular folk will have their language for it. Jewish brothers and sisters have their language. Islamic brothers and sisters will have their language. And some of us will still put Jesus at the centre of it. Those are the words of Dr. Cornell West, who's an American philosopher. Thanks, Jenny. And uh, now we have a hymn, the words and music of which has been distributed in a sheet of paper. Brendan will play it through once for us.
Thank you. Now, in introducing our guests, I would like to begin by pointing out that among our Unitarian principles, we stand for a free and responsible search for truth and meaning, and the goal of world community with peace, liberty and justice for all. So then let us listen respectfully to the perspectives of others. Although their beliefs may differ from ours in some respects, we are all here with open hearts and open minds to learn what we can from others. We can all walk together to a world of peace, liberty and justice for all. So, first of all, I invite Kath to come forward from the Baha'i community and she will share her perspective. Thank you for this opportunity to share briefly some of the writings from the Baha'i faith in the hope that they may help us understand why globally we are currently engulfed in what can only be described as a universal crisis. I will then share some thoughts on how we can all contribute to building this world anew. Baha'u'llah, the founder prophet of the Baha'i faith, explains... The world's equilibrium hath been upset through the vibrating influence of this most great, this new world order. Mankind's ordered life hath been revolutionized through the agency of this unique, this wondrous system, the like of which mortal eyes have never witnessed. His eldest son and appointed successor, Abdu'l-Bahá, uses the analogy of the human body to clarify the situation further. O ye lovers of God, he writes, the world is even as a human being who is diseased and impotent, whose eyes can no longer see, whose ears have gone deaf, all of whose powers are corroded and used up, Wherefore must the friends of God be competent physicians who, following the holy teachings, will nurse this patient back to health? And writing to an individual believer in 1935, Shoghi Effendi, the guardian of the Baha'i faith, wrote, The universal crisis affecting mankind is, therefore, essentially spiritual in its causes. The spirit of this age, taken on the whole, is irreligious. Man's outlook on life is too crude and materialistic to enable him to elevate himself into the higher realms of the spirit. So where do we go from here? The Baha'i Faith's views on peace is not merely the absence of conflict, but it is seen as a dynamic state of unity and cooperation among all the peoples and nations. This perspective is grounded in the Baha'i belief in the oneness of humanity, which asserts that all people, regardless of their race, religion or nationality, are members of a single global family. The earth is but one country and mankind its citizens. 
The Faith's vision for global peace and harmony offers a hopeful and inspiring perspective in a world too often marked by conflict and division, and we see that all around us today. It is a vision that calls for unity, cooperation, and justice, seeing all people as members of one family. It is a vision that, when realized, will transform our world into a more peaceful, harmonious and just place for all of us. The light of men is justice, Baha'u'llah writes. Quench it not with the contrary winds of oppression and tyranny. The purpose of justice is the appearance of unity among men. The well-being of mankind, its peace and security are unattainable unless and until its unity is firmly established. So what can we, mere mortals, do? Very few of us walk the international or even the national stage, but we all live in communities. And I think that one of the best things we can do is strive to build communities where, regardless of race, color, religion, and the many other myriad ways we choose to define ourselves, that these communities are characterized by love and justice. Thank you. Thank you, Kath. And now I'd like to invite Anne Isatulan to come forward. Anne is uh, from our Jewish community, and uh, it'll be lovely to hear her perspective. Please, Anne. Thank you. Um, I acknowledge the land we're on as being the traditional lands of the Ghana people and pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. I'd like to thank Chris and the Unitarian community for inviting members of the Multi-Faith Association of South Australia to share in this service. Working towards peace is now more important than ever. Thankfully, there's a ceasefire in Israel and Gaza as we speak, and as a member of the Jewish community, I'd like to repeat the words I found on a New York Times article from Palestinian uh, Mustafa Mizmakana, who said, The pause is a good thing for everybody. We're human beings. I don't want to say Palestinians or Israelis. I'm talking about everybody. No one's happy to see people get killed. I'd also like to share a poem written by Rabbi Erwin Keller from the United States that was sent to me. I have a part-time job with the United Religions Initiative, which is a peace-building organisation, and my line manager from Buenos Aires sent this to me last week. It was written last month, and it's called Taking Sides. Today, I'm taking sides. I'm taking the side of peace, peace which I will not abandon even when its voice is drowned out by hurt and hatred, bitterness of loss, cries of right and wrong. I'm taking the side of peace, whose name has barely been spoken in this winnerless war. I will hold peace in my arms and share my body's breath, lest peace be added to the body count. I'll call for de-escalation even when I want nothing more than to get even. I'll do it in the service of peace. I'll make a clearing in the overgrown thicket of cause and effect so peace can breathe for a minute and reach for the sky. I'll do what I must to save the life of peace. I'll breathe through tears. I'll swallow pride. I'll bite my tongue. 
I'll offer love without testing for deservingness. So don't ask me to wave a flag today unless it's the flag of peace. Don't ask me to sing an anthem unless it's a song of peace. And don't ask me to take sides unless it's the side of peace. In Judaism, we have a concept called tikkun olam, which means to improve or repair the world. It's considered the duty of each and every person to do their part in order to bring the world closer to geula, a Hebrew word for redemption, which is a harmonious state for which the world has been created and which we now more than ever are looking to bring about for an equitable and sustainable future. There's a Jewish text of Isaiah where this prophecy for Geula is described in this very beautiful and well-known verse, chapter 2, verse 4. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning shears. No nation will rise up a sword to another and none will learn the art of war anymore. so far. I'll begin by reading some words of a fellow called John Andrews' story called The Larger View, and I believe it was written as a hymn, but it works so beautifully as a prayer or as words for contemplation. In their ancient isolation, races framed their moral codes, and the people of each nation trod their solitary roads. Now the distances are shrinking. Travel and the printed page, all Earth's many lands are linking, spreading knowledge of each sage. Now new times demand new measures, and new ways we must explore. Let each faith bring its own treasures to enrich the common store. Then no more will creeds divide us, though we love our own the best, for the larger view will guide us as we join in common quest. And now it is a pleasure to invite Hayib 
to come forward and offer a prayer from the Baha'i perspective. O oh my God, O oh my God, unite the hearts of thy servants and reveal to them thy great purpose. May they follow thy commandments and abide in thy law. Help them, O oh God, in their endeavour and grant them strength to serve thee. O oh God, leave them not to themselves, but guide their steps by the light of thy knowledge, and cheer their hearts by thy love. Verily thou art their helper and their Lord. Thank you, Hayib. Well, that did cheer our hearts, I think. And Anne, would you like to come forward and share something from the Jewish perspective? Um, yes, I'd just like to share a, a Jewish blessing for peace called the Birkat Kohanim, and it's taken from the book of Numbers, chapter 6, verses 23 to 26. I'll say it in Hebrew first and then in English. Yivareh Adonai Vishmareha, Yaeh Adonai Panaveleha, Vihuneha Yisa, Adonai Panaveleha, Vyasem Laha Shalom. May God bless you and guard you. May God shine his countenance upon you and be gracious to you. May God turn his countenance towards you and grant you peace. Thank you, Anne. The one word I understood from the Hebrew was shalom. And may we all practice shalom. May I say from the Buddhist perspective that the Buddha created a philosophical understanding of the world and set out a path for self-development in a way. Eight levels on which people could refine themselves and be free from the troubles and strife of this world. Honouring Buddha's method and Buddhist practice, let us spend a minute in silence. As we do so, let us maintain a good posture with a straight back. Let us breathe deeply right into our belly and try and make them long, slow, deep breaths. No doubt thoughts will pop into our heads, but let us recognise these thoughts as the chatter of our minds, whereas the reality is the silence, our breathing, our heartbeat. And if you can, just in this one short minute, try and bring back your consciousness to the breathing and your heartbeat rather than the chatter of the mind. Let us take that minute of silence now.
Thank you. It's harder than it sounds to be still for a minute, but it can be rewarding if we can achieve it. We're going to hear now a final piece of music from Brendan and Grant. foundations we did not lay. We warm ourselves at fires we did not light. We sit in the shade of trees we did not plant. We drink from wells we did not dig. Each of us is blessed with gifts from those who were here before us and have gifts to pass on to others in our turn. In the week ahead, let us be intentional in our living in the choices we make and the paths we take. And may our intention be to share the harvest of life more fairly with all those we meet along the way. Amen. Go well, all of you, and blessed be. hope you've enjoyed this Expanding Horizons podcast. These podcasts are the intellectual property of the presenter. They can be used only with the express permission and appropriate acknowledgement of the presenter. This permission can be obtained by emailing admin at unitariansa.org.au. Please feel free to leave a comment or visit us on Facebook or Twitter by searching SA Unitarians or by visiting our website at unitariansa.org.au.